So we continue our journey through the book of Acts this morning, and again we are stuck with a passage that we don't know what happened beforehand. Um, and so the very first line of our lesson today, the apostles and the elders met together to consider this matter. So what is this matter that they are considering? Actually, they're debating and having great argument over is that how do these new Gentiles, these Gentiles that are coming to the faith, that are, are, are saying they are, are believers and want to be part of the fold, how can they truly be a part of the fold if they are not circumcised and if they do not follow all of the laws of Moses? So they're going back and forth, back and forth, having these great debates. And Peter finally speaks up and says, you know, God called upon me to bring the Gentiles to us and to Christ, and that this is how it's supposed to be. So we, we're going to do this. And then he talks about the, the moments of experience in the, Holy, in the Holy Spirit. So we've seen two instances these last couple of weeks where people have come and have been called by the Holy Spirit, have received the waters of baptism, and are, have become followers of Christ. So he, he reflects upon that. And then James goes on and says, but it was written in the prophets. The prophets had told these stories and said the Gentiles will come and be part of us long before we even existed. And so because the prophets spoke these words, we know that they are true. Because they are coming to life now through the power of the Holy Spirit. So it is that tradition and experience and the scripture all coming together to bring people to faith and to understanding. And just like we learned last week that as things are cleansed and made holy, there's no distinction between one or the other. Peter reminds them that, that. We receive grace and salvation from God, and that is no different between me or you, from the other and us. Again, we are unified together as brothers and sisters in this body of Christ. So that's what's going on in our story this morning. But I think even more important, and the thing that I touched on and it got me, was the line in the scripture that said, And God who knows the human heart. And God who knows the human heart. I don't know about you, but God has found a way to break open my heart, and I hope your heart, in such a way that it draws you to your faith. I was thinking a lot about this and how our hearts lead us in a million different directions. We have our rational, responsible brains that sometimes cut off our heart before we can even act. Because we know in our mind that that's not what we're supposed to do, or that's not the law, or that's not how it's supposed to happen. But it is our heart that pings us and continues to draw us closer or down the path, on the journey, inspiring us, leading us, causing us to change and do more. Then I started thinking about how our heart is affected by our faith. 
and how our heart leads us in times when we are called on our faith, when we're calling on our faith tremendously. Because we know our rational brain can't handle it all. But it is our heart that is broken open by either joy or sadness so that it can be filled by God because God knows our heart. A while back, I was officiating at a funeral, and there were a number of people who were not Episcopalians, a number of people who were not St. Michaelites there. And this young man came up to me afterwards and said, you invited us to come to communion today. You said all were welcomed. Even you could come up and receive a blessing, but all were welcome to receive communion. And he said, that's not what happens in my faith tradition. He's like, but I still came up because I was welcomed. And I said, well, like what was happening back in the first century, their debate about circumcision and the law, well, we have that same debate now going on throughout the church about do we have open communion or do we follow the letter of the canon law that says only baptized Christians are to receive communion. So then I think about our heart and that there might, you might have been in this situation or you might know someone who's been in this situation. But as a priest, when you come up to the altar rail and you stretch out your arms and your hands are empty till they are filled by God's presence, I have no clue if you've been baptized. Yes, there's a mark on your head, but that is invisible to me. That's only visible to God. There's no sign. There's no tattoo. There's no little bracelet that you can wear that says you've been baptized or not. It is your heart calling you to that rail, to that table, to receive God's grace and mercy and salvation through the holy meal. And so I told this young man, I said, if your heart leads you to communion, if your heart leads you to this table, then how am I to say no? How am I to say you cannot receive? God knows your heart and is calling you forward. There are moments like that throughout history, throughout our lives, and will continue on as we journey as God's people. Folks all the time say, I wish someone I knew would become more faithful, would come to church more often, or even be just believe. I had a friend and parishioner say to me yesterday, if only my child would come to church more. I don't care what church he goes to, but just come to church. Is there a book you can recommend that he could read that might inspire him? I'm like, well, not really. Yes, the Bible, it's great and it's inspirational, but he's not ready for that. So really the only thing that we can do is to pray that God breaks open his heart. That God breaks open his heart to show him the way and allow him to see the beautiful grace that is bestowed upon him just because he is a beloved child of God. That's all that we can do. It's all that we can do. Peter said, we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, 
just as they will. We'll be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus. That grace is given to us freely, brothers and sisters. We don't have to do anything to earn it. Our heart is here, and God knows it. God will continue to call upon us and open our heart and show us a way so that our faith is strengthened and that we as a church are continuing to be made one. Our heart is the same as the other's heart. The grace that they receive is the same grace that we receive. There is no difference. God sees us all and knows us all. I give thanks to God for that wonderful gift. Amen.